Hello, everyone. I am Dom. I am Jamie. We are back with the cutting room floor. We got an episode that we didn't. We originally did. Uh, we combined David Lynch's 1984 Dune with Denis Villeneuve's um, 2021 Dune episode. And it was a great episode. We ripped apart David Lynch's Dune. As but, most people do. Yeah. We're not going to do that today because we're really more focused on part one of uh, Denise Dune since we got two getting ready to release here very soon. Yeah. And real quick, though, before we get into any of that, we will say, I will say this. I'll let Jamie say what he wants to say. I will say this. I think Dune 1984 from David Lynch is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It, my Lord, there was so many problems with it. I'm... I'm shocked anyone even wanted to touch this subject. Uh, the sorry, this um, this IP again after seeing that debacle. But Lynch was shackled <laughs> by the studios, and yes. he took his name off of it. That's how yeah. much he hates it. So. Yeah, and Alan Smithy film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because that's what directors, the name directors use when they don't want to be associated with their finished product. <laughs> Alan Smithy, insane, bro. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought it was really bad. Um. If y'all are really interested in that, you, you can request it. Maybe we'll redo it. But, I mean, I don't even think we should put ourselves through that again. Yeah, it's um, uh, it's interesting because you bring up, like, you're amazed that anyone would want to touch it after that. But because they have, like, Hodorowski's Dune, which was oh, the, the great, great, like, never made film. Like, like, the greatest film never made. A lot of people say that about Bro, it. Bro, you already know how I feel yeah, about that. I would have loved that. Because there's so many, like, obviously the script, the storyboards, the concept, concept art, art. They did, uh, I believe they did costumes. Like, everything was ready. He was ready. He had a soundtrack ready. Like, Pink Floyd was going to do most, if not all, the soundtrack. Like, mid-70s Pink Floyd now. Not, that would have been sick, though. I don't even care. Like, and, and, you know, it's the great unmade film of all time. It is, bro. Because, like, Odorowski's style... Because you know I'm a huge Hodorowski fan. Yes, his style, yeah. his creativity, what he comes up with, and what he can do with a small amount of money. Yeah, and that is, was pre-Star Wars. Yeah, man, he would have. So, so it's it's almost a bigger slap in the face, the David Lynch film, I mean. Mm -hmm. Knowing what could have been made, and then what was made, since Hodorowski's would have been pre-Star Wars, Lynch's is almost like Universal Studios' cash grab for like the star wars yep. crowd because it dropped a year after return yeah it did so they're like All and right. it's like it it makes it it would be a slap in the face but it's almost like a, a mushroom tattoo in the yeah, face yeah like a dick slap in the face but it's at the same time <laughs> so i'm like terrible. i'm happy Hodorowski didn't make it because if yeah. he would have got the handcuffs thrown on him that lynch did I feel like that would have just ruined him as a guy, a director, his creativity. It yeah. would have just, uh, it would have put the a taste in his mouth that he probably couldn't get out. And we wouldn't have got a lot of the good films he dropped in the later 80s, possibly, because he probably would have been so depressed. Yeah. He was depressed that he didn't even get to make the movie. Yeah, yeah. Because And then when he saw it, he's like, he was like, I was happy it was bad. But at the same time, I felt bad for David Lynch because I know he's a good director. Yeah. And... Damn, I'm glad it wasn't me. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And and I think that's the problem. Like, if Hodorowski would have made it, I don't know if it would have been a big studio film or if it would have been, like... It would have had a, to go the a, indie route. He yeah. would have made it an R-rated acid film. Yeah, like, yeah. You know? and, and the thing is, like, that, I think, would have been better because he wouldn't have had the same shackles. But at the same time, he might have ruined any other adaptation of Dune. He yeah, might have changed dude. 
He might have changed the trajectory of Star Wars. You, you know, he would have changed sci-fi cinema. Yeah, because that yeah. would have been that would have been like a pioneering sci-fi film from the mid '80s on. Yeah, you know, yeah. Or it, it would have been or, in the mid '70s. Sorry, yeah, oh, yeah. Mid '70s. So it would have been because the only thing before that that really would have put its stamp staple down would have been 2001 2001 yeah, yeah. Like 2001 because alien wasn't even what 78 9 79 yeah, yeah. so that would have been yeah. probably after that which yeah. probably would have changed alien even too yeah Scott yeah would have probably had to approach alien different yeah because so. they they have the concepts before that obviously because they have to write it get the funding and then pre-production and all that but you're right the look of it and the feel of it would have changed definitely yeah just from the concept art i saw of his dune because, like, I think Kubrick set a standard with how sci-fi films should look for basically 20 years after he dropped 2001. Oh, yeah. Because you, you watch so... Alien, you can see the 2000, like, the look of the ship and everything. Yeah, you yeah, see the yeah. the 2001 all over that. Movie. Yeah, the Nostromo was definitely influenced by, I don't remember the name of the ship in 2001. It looks like a, looks like something. It doesn't have a name, though? Uh, it probably does. I can't remember it, but it, the look of it is uh, but, interesting. But if you think about just a quick aside to, like, Alien, um, all I can think of is Bishop from Aliens, but uh, oh, Ian Holmes' great. character in Alien, mm-hmm. the the android. Robot, yeah. Obviously influenced by Hal. Absolutely. He's yeah, a I human mean, Hal. Yeah, yeah. Or not human, it, but he's yeah. in life Hal. Yeah, he's yeah. He's a physical version of him. Yeah, it's he's the next step up from Hal. Mm-hmm. And yeah, basically the evolution yes. of what Hal will be next. Yeah. yeah. So, and then so obviously Bishop's like have... a perfected version of him. Yes. You know? so, yeah. Yeah. I actually never even thought about that. It's like Hal is often considered a villain, which is he, he is, but he's not because all he is is a program. Yeah. So how can a program be villainous because it didn't create itself? Yeah, it's neither good nor evil. It's I don't want to say middle of the road, but it's it's how you interpret it. Yeah, because it doesn't care. It doesn't feel either way. It doesn't know good. Mm -hmm. It does know evil, and only knows like logic, like Mister Spock from Star Trek. Yeah, it's almost like me sending a bunch of disgusting emails to somebody and blaming the computer. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was me. Yeah, yeah. Use the computer as a medium to do so. Yeah, I blame Comcast for allowing me to send it. Yeah, Comcast. You didn't proofread this. Yeah, yeah. Come on, guys. (laughs) But anyway, yeah. So just a a little intro there about Dune. Yeah, and and we might even reference. I'm sure Lynch is doing a little. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, we definitely will. We will. Well, yeah, we'll definitely. reference back so and we haven't seen the sci-fi channel 2000 miniseries which is actually supposed to be good for being like a sci-fi channel mm-hmm. movie which and also we didn't read the book so we're yeah, going we strictly did. off the lore of the films have created yes so, yes um, and and the imagery that the directors present to us so what we can glean from that mm-hmm. yeah all right so dune uh interesting story here so basically, you got what three houses? It's three, right? Yeah, I believe it is. You got Atreides, um, Harkonnens. Yeah, I'm and... sorry, they say Harkonnen, but I I'm from the Lynch era. Oh, okay, so Har- I would say Harkonnen. Harkonnen. Yeah, but, oh, but I Harkonnen. like Harkonnen better. Yeah, it um, sounds like more menacing in a way. Yeah, the Harkonnens uh, and and, the, and Karina or something. Right? Yeah, oh, oh, like is that the, like the the Emperor of Space? Is that his house? I. Yes, because he's the guy that sends the House of Trades. Like they switch ownership of the yeah, planet. yeah, the, or, the or Ordos, Dominion. right? Isn't that what they're called? The House of the the, the Carino is like the there's Carino, the Carino, that's what it is. Carino. the Fremen, 
the mercenaries and the smugglers, those are like the sub-factions. Yeah. So I guess the three main houses are Atreides, Harkonnen, and Ordos. Okay. Right. I, I said Karina because we were talking about uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. Right? We were... I was saying Karina, Karina. Because Ray Liotta from last week. Ray Liotta, week. man. Yeah, yeah. That's Hank what... Hill. Yeah, yeah Hank Hill. <laughs> <laughs> I'll guess I'm in the mob now, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine Hank Hill in the mob. That'd be hilarious. He died yeah. fast. But, um, <laughs> but no, uh, so you got these three houses. And yes. essentially... So there's things that have gone wrong here kind of in the in the universe that weren't supposed to happen. So it's it's basically a space soap opera. It really is. And it but it has the same type of setup as like feudal England. Mhm. Yeah. You, yeah. You know what I mean cuz there's dukes, there's barons. Yep. I, there's probably lords somewhere. There's you, somewhere, you know, yeah. And and emperors who who obviously, you know, I'm sure there might be like king type of people somewhere, but but only because of the titles that people have, and and that's what it seems like. Because House Atreides, you know, Duke Leto, Duke Leto is, is a man. Yeah, he's and not Jared Leto. Not, not to be confused no. with Morbius. Yeah, <laughs> not to be confused. <laughs> with, we always will be referencing always. Morbius for the yes. rest of time. Um, yeah. Uh, so you got you got Duke Leto, and then yeah. um. Harkonnen, he's a uh, Baron. 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 He's a uh, what's his name? Baron. Whatever. Oh, and uh, it's Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah, character. Stellan Skarsgård, incredible. In yeah, he is real good. But look, um, Dave Bautista. Oh yeah, our, our bro, buddy so Dave. Dudes, Dak Schmalz. Yeah, I from uh, Polka Dot Man. Yep, Suicide Squad. Yeah, and also Dave. No, he wasn't Dave. Dave was uh, Ti. Uh, the, the Russian guy from Ant Man and Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, there's a lot of dudes in yeah in, uh, in this film. Like the cast is Stellar. outrageous, but dude, uh, I can't believe it. Even Oscar Isaac is amazing. Oh, he's so oh man, I love. We'll dude, we'll talk about and, Oscar in a minute. And, and your boy Josh Brolin. Josh, you already know my boy yeah. Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, but. Baron Vladimir. That's who oh, he is. is that his, That's his name? Vladimir. Vladimir. So you already know it's set up because the book was written in like six, published in '65. So you already know the name Vladimir gives you that uh, Russian kind mm-hmm. of vibe. To I was begin like, with. I just think of Russian vodka. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like, so you already know the the Harkonnens are evil. Evil. Yeah, yeah. Basically, let's just keep it real. Yeah. You know, and, and based on when the book was written, yeah, it, it's it like communist versus, yeah, which it's just like you know when a lot of things like you read something from the forties, fifties, Nazis are going to be, you know, yeah, one yeah. of your villains. So oh, you you watch an Indiana Jones movie, you and, know, and Nazis all Nazis are going to be, the, gonna be the villains, you know, yeah, like, yeah. So you know that, but yeah, so the Harkonnens they they team up with um, the other house, not Atreides. Um, oh, the or- Ordos. They yeah. team up. To kind of get rid of Duke and Leto, and and that's why they send him to Dune. Yeah, to die or to be murdered, I mm-hmm. should say. But Duke Leto's different because he's kind of like a progressive, forward-thinking guy. Because he yeah. wants he wants peace between all the houses and tribes. Yeah, because they're cousins. They are cousins, and like they all need to control the flow of the spice. Yeah. So because you know spices almost like oil there yeah i mean it's like coke <laughs> yeah, it's like, basically uh arrakis is the planet, yeah arrakis right? yeah it could actually be called spice world but that name is already taken <laughs> one of the best 90s <laughs> movies i don't care nobody says i it, love spice world. it could be called spice world but it it's could not be called spice world because people you know? would 
the dialogue would even be different because you go there and the Fremen would be like, well, tell me what you want, what you really, really yeah. want. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. So, you know, that's what they'd say. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, listen, I love the Spice Girls. I don't care. I grew up with them, all right? Hey. But, yeah, the, the, the flow of the Spice is the main thing. All yes, right? And yes. that's the main thing if if spice don't flow shit don't go so yeah <laughs> i mean it's that, true. that's the tagline for part two it, yeah <laughs> it really should be it should be yeah. but the the duke is trying to keep he's really working hard to keep order and peace through the houses and the sub factions and yeah. so much so that he's creating alliances you see him in the beginning create or signing a treaty and it's uh, essentially an alliance and Afterwards, he's oh, having yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah, because like, yeah, he uses his the uh, little stamp. Yeah, his mm-hmm. ring with the, the ring stamp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you see him and Paul um, played by Chalamet, Timothy Chalamet, and Duke Leto's played by the GOAT Oscar Isaac. Uh, you see him and Chalamet having a discussion. And Chalamet has been having visions of the future. Paul will refer to him as Paul because he's important. Yeah. So Paul's been having visions of the future and he's self-doubting that he's going to be able to fulfill the prophecy that his father's leaving behind because Leto's really respected. Everybody loves him. He's the man. Yeah. Like, it's almost like, um, you could compare him to like, uh, Mufasa. You know Actually, yeah, you could. Like, it's. Yeah, you're right. Like, because when he goes, it's like, shit you yeah know what I mean? yeah, like, yeah everybody's yeah. like dude what what's gonna happen so yo we'll get to that more so later but i'm just that was just the first thing that came in my head in comparison to something something else is to no, how important he is yeah to you're right his his kingdom so he's very he's the man you gotta love him but the problem is is behind the scenes his wife lady jessica played by rebecca ferguson brilliantly yeah Um, yeah she's she's great in it she is very good you know her family she comes from like what are they called the like witch like ladies Uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna say this because it occurred to me watching it when they were saying the the name of it i wonder if the elton john song benny and the jets is a play on benny jesuit Because that's what they're called, right? You think? You think uh, I, I think, think Bernie Taupin was, was a big re- Dune fan. A big think, Frag you, Herbert you think uh, Elton John was just reading Dune? Like, I think uh, he was high as fuck. He might have been, yeah. and and couldn't pronounce Benny Jesuit. Yeah, he was like, I want to make a song, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because at the same time, like Bowie was trying to do a concept album about 1984. Yep, you know, and that and that was. Uh, that was Diamond Dogs. Diamond Dogs. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So, and anyway. You know I'm a big Diamond Dogs fan. Rebel, right. Rebel alone. Is are, you a, are you a big fan of uh, Moulin Rouge? The film. Yeah, the film. Oh, yeah. Because I believe Beck covers Diamond Dogs on the soundtrack, and it's incredible. Really? I'm yeah. to check that out. Oh, check it out, because Beck, incredible. Probably one of the most underrated musicians, because people mm-hmm. only think of, like, Loser. Loser, yeah. But he's been steadily one of the best of the past 30 years. Anyway. Yeah. Benny Jesuit. Yep. Uh, so the, the the her her family essentially kind of they don't disown her, but they're real upset with some decisions she's made. So she, she was supposed to have she, a daughter. Yeah, right? she was supposed to have a daughter. She wasn't supposed to fall in love with the Duke. No, she was supposed to be with somebody else. They were supposed to have a daughter. Yeah, and because women kind of run that faction essentially. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, matriarchal. It's matriarchal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And but. 
the Duke wanted a son, and she gave her husband what he desired. And, of course, that caused a problem with her peoples because they're like, you're having a son. You ain't supposed to have a son. You're supposed to have a daughter. But they let the son live because they are intrigued by him because they do sense something more in him. Yeah, because no male really has this ability. This ability, yeah. because of his mom, Paul does. So he's almost like, if I call him like a reverse Jesus, it's only because like the mom has these abilities that he inherits instead of the father. Yeah, he is a reverse Jesus. Yeah, because Duke Leto is... Just like a human, regular a human, human. regular he, dude. He would be like the Mary. Yep, I was like, and, be and she would be, you know, the God, the God or the Angel Gabriel, however you want to look at it, that imbues Mary with that. Because then Paul has these extra abilities that no one else has. Yeah, and like at this point, when you see him, they're really kicking in hard. They're in yeah. his dreams hard. He's dreaming about a young woman. Name's Zendaya, who has very <laughs> ice blue it's, eyes. It's Chani. Chani. Yeah. But, it's but, sorry, a woman named Chani played by Zendaya. Yeah. <laughs> which we all know who Zendaya yeah. is. Yes. Excuse me. Yes. Chani, um, Chani, he sees her, and, you know, he's having visions of being with her, and he's seeing her face, and you're like, oh, Zendaya, she looks really crazy with these bright ice blue eyes. It's yeah, It's kind of yeah. cool. I, I really like how they edited the eyes on uh, the people in the desert. The special effects in this film make you realize why – like the uh speed force scenes in the flash look like trash because mm-hmm, because warner brothers put all their special effects money into dune and yeah. probably dune part two yeah well, so when we get to like what's age the best we'll talk about the visual effects yeah because yeah. i'm like because you feel like you're immersed in yo, this world it's just danae's style like it's the same thing with blade runner i was gonna like, say it really reminded me of the same kind of slow burn the slow steady, burn yeah but steady, you feel like you're there you feel, yes you're yeah. in it it's like yeah i, I could easily see people watching a, a denise sci-fi and be like it was kind of boring but at the same time you're i like, felt like i was there. i was there i was in yeah. the, i was on for the ride yeah because i'm like the first time you watch blade runner you'll be like i liked it and you'll be intrigued by it it'll make you want to watch it again but you don't really get why you liked it until you watch it a second time dude, i've only ever seen it once oh my lord watch it again, you're gonna be like i saw it in the theater i did too dude uh, chandler and i went to see it nice and we stood outside of the theater for probably another three hours after just talking Talk about, about it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. i was i was like bro, yeah. i was so impressed with Blade Runner too. it's oh dude it made me love ryan gosling i'm like it's probably one of my it's probably top three gosling role and another dave bautista bautista yo that's the guy yeah and you can tell Mm -hmm. because he he i mean he's obviously james gunn's guy also but Mm -hmm. like you can tell they have a a a chemistry and a rapport Mm -hmm. because he he i hate to say he acts better but you know he's a better actor when he trusts the director trusts the director absolutely that's what i'm like he does and directors seem to like him. He's getting a lot of work, and a lot of people seem to like working with him. So I'm like, he yeah. must, like, kind of like does. Jason Momoa, he must really bring some energy to the sets and stuff like that. that Whoever directed really that porn, man, I wonder who that was. Dude, right? He, <laughs> he was like, you know what? I can kick this shit up a notch. <laughs> uh, so, so Paul, you see, you see Paul going through, before like shit starts really hitting the fan, you see Paul just kind of going through feeling all these emotions and getting all these things while he's trying to take in this training and learn all this stuff yeah there's a lot of pressure on this kid yeah because even the mom is like like when he doesn't do it quite right he's pretty harsh yeah when when he can't do the voice 
she is like, you little turd. Yeah, yeah. shit right. Yeah, exactly. You want to die? You want to survive situations? But, but I don't know if, like, he understands that. She does because he's not supposed to be able to do any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But since he has even an inkling of it, it's an amazing thing. Yeah, it's almost like, holy hell, it's almost like uh, in The Last of Us how Ellie's not affected yes, by, the, yes. by the fucking uh, disease. It's yeah. like, uh, wow, what are you? Who are you? You know? So yeah, yeah. It's almost like, you know, if you watch like High Plains Drifter with Clint Eastwood, you know, he kills these guys so quickly and they're just like, who are you? <laughs> they just don't get how this dude is doing all this shit. But um, so Paul is, you know, he's kind of an angsty teen a little bit too, though. He is because he, you know, I imagine growing up, uh, kind of like royalty but having uh the burden of purpose yeah because you know like loki always says his glorious purpose right but that's a burden it is if if you're kind of being groomed in a way to be a savior because he has to take over for his dad everyone loves his dad Mm -hmm. what if everyone thinks he's a piece of shit you know well man yeah i'm not my dad so how do i because he even says at one point like his grandfather was a bullfighter yeah, right. you know, it, you know, our grandfather killed bulls, and I think Leto's like, yeah, look at us now. Look, mm-hmm. we, we out here thriving. Yeah, so Fresh it's like black trench coats. Yeah, so you know what I mean, so I think he's trying to figure out who he is because his grandfather, I, I don't want to say didn't amount to much because being a bullfighter is incredible. Tough, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, but in but comparison, to Duke, yeah. So so it's like so if Duke doing. did so much better than the grandfather, it's like what, what am I, I supposed to do? Be yeah. king of the goddamn universe? Yeah. Like, <laughs> my dad's John Lennon. What the hell am I gonna do? Right. It's like well, yeah. I guess I'll work at fucking the grocery store. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna make oh. music. <laughs> yeah. Paper or plastic? Yeah. Shit. Fuck yeah. that. I'll, man, I'll do anything but make music. Yeah. But so yeah. and and I think that's the struggle he has in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But then he knows. There's something more to him because of the mom, but he's still trying to figure out, like, what do these visions mean? Like, he sees his buddy, your guy, Duncan Idaho, Mm -hmm. because obviously Arrakis runs on Duncan. Yep. (laughs) And Duncan Idaho, uh, he sees a vision of him, and he wants to go with him to Arrakis right away because he wants to make sure he's okay because that's the guy who's training him. Yep, he's been training him. Yeah. Him and Gurney. Yeah. You know, um, played by Josh Brolin. Yeah. you see early on of some of his angstiness when him and Josh are training. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not in the mood. It's like, motherfucker, you better be in the mood. Yeah, because if someone's going to kill you, you, you yeah. better be in the mood yeah. to save that your murder life. sound like, hey, you in the mood to die right now? Yeah. You're not, I'll come back tomorrow, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know but I won't tell you when. Yeah, I'll, but just I'll be back. I'll be at between between midnight and midnight. It's like Comcast. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Yeah, it's like the cable company. Oh, yeah. they'll, they'll be there between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. <laughs> you know what I'm It'll be 759 and they'll show up. They will pull up my lord. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's because he, he doesn't he doesn't you can tell he's pushing against this stuff. Yeah. A part of him wants to just be a regular dude. He's like, Man, can I just walk around like the prince and get all the chicks? Yeah, yeah. Like, and and you're right, it is teen angsty because he doesn't want that. It's almost like an Anakin, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, Hey, buddy, you're cursed with this greatness. Yeah. Whether you want it or not. And what you choose to do with it, it's kind of on you. But, you know, obviously he's steering the right direction. One thing that helps is he has a parental figure still around even after his father dies. Yeah, yeah. Because his mother's a ho- – his mom's a badass. Bro. She is, but then after his dad isn't around, he 
protects her more than she protects him. He does, but I think she kind of wanted him to take the lead there. Like, I yeah. have to let him. It's like throwing your kid in the deep end and letting him swim. Oh, it's yeah. Like, I got to let him. If I can't hold his hand, I have yeah. to just let him get in the driver's seat. Because if, like, let's say they survive, and I'm just saying, obviously they do, but like in that situation, if they survive, and if it's seen that like she is guiding him once he's the lead, head of the household, then the people are going to be like, why the fuck do we need him? Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? So, I so it's you're time right. To have our first lady. Yeah, yeah so, so you're right. So she she's put in a shitty position, but she knows to step back and let him lead. Yeah, and it's even like it. when they find out that um, Duke Leto dies. And she's basically like, she's consoling him and telling him, like, you're your father's son, you're this, that. And he freaks out on her. Yeah. And kind of like, like you fuck did this you. to me, you right? Did, yes, you yeah. did this to me. Yeah. Like, she's like, he's like, fuck you. And she just takes it. And I think she does because she knows, like, I have to let him take these emotions in in his own way. Yeah. And I have to just kind of be an outlet for things to flow in and out of. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't, I have to let him become a man on his own, especially now that his, man father figure isn't there to guide him in that direction because yeah. i mean imagine if he had her abilities with his guidance he's unfucking stoppable yeah yeah you know what i mean it's like it's like if kylo ren would have listened to leia and han oh yeah it's like bro do you know who your parents are yeah some yeah of the exactly. hardest motherfuckers ever <laughs> dude like yeah you know, it's like yeah. you got some of the hardest parents ever bro it's like the ultimate nepo kids yeah like, yeah you know, yeah you're right Chalmay just feels like a Nepo baby, even though he isn't. He just feels like one. Well, I think his mom. I'm sure. I'm sure his worked on SNL or something, something, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's someone. Because he said before that he kind of grew up around like Saturday Night yeah, Live sure. I, when he was going to host. He was talking about it, but it, you know, working on the show like behind the scenes isn't the same as like yeah, starring, starring and, in it. Yeah, you know, and people saying. actually knowing your knowing name. Your name yeah. So, so he has had to work. Honestly, I think I haven't seen him in much, but this is probably his best role, right? Because mm -hmm. he's incredible. No really? Way. Oh no, sir! It's not. Timothy Chalamet is an indie darling, bro. Really, dude? Call Me by Your Name is his best performance. Really? Mm -hmm. With, uh, With Army, Army Hammer. Hammer. Yeah, yeah, Psycho Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do like Army Hammer though as an actor. Um, he Look, plays his roles really well. He does, and he, you know, honestly, he's a tall, good-looking dude. Dude, so he can, he's like, he could pretty much be anything. Yeah, so I'm like, bro, if you need a hot, rich guy, he's yeah, definitely because a that's he what he's is in a real Nepo life. baby. I'm yeah, like, he he's is a super Nepo. Nepo. That motherfucker yeah. ain't never been broke ever. Yeah, <laughs> he's like broke because he was named after his grandfather. Means. Yeah, I'm like, bro, you were so. born to be whatever you know you yeah. were born to be he was somewhere. probably genetically engineered seriously it's like dudes like six five like chisel ass jaw tan as hell like yeah. i mean what more dude looks like he came out of a fucking like like a lacoste ad you yeah. know what i'm saying like yeah dude looks like he belongs on a yacht with boat <laughs> shoes on holding a glass of champagne you know, with lines of coke down in the, in the lower deck. I don't know. But, yeah, so Chalamet is incredible in that film, dude. You got Beautiful Boy, um, Bones and All. You liked him in Wonka. I was just about to say, Wonka, bro. Because Wonka's <laughs> his show. Yeah. Like, where Dune is his show, but there's so many big actors and performances yeah. in it that he can get overlooked in a lot of scenes. Like, I think Rebecca Ferguson kind of steals the show in Dune a little bit. Um but Wonk is his show, and he fucking showed up, bro. He was 
He was, I was like, look, this kid is going to be around for 30 years. After I watched yeah. Wonka, I'm like, we'll see Timothy Chalamet starring in movies until I'm gray. Little Women. I forgot he was in Little Women. Incredible in Little Women. Yeah. Lady Bird. Oh, yeah. Is he Greta Gerwig's? He's Greta's little boy. Oh, okay. Greta, Sir Ronan, Florence yeah. Pugh. Those are like her little babies. Okay. I call them the Greta gang. Okay. Because they are like, you know how like um, your boy... Uh, God damn it! Uh, Breakfast Club. Uh, John pretty, Hughes. John Hughes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I'm, God, oh, oh. So, so like the Brat Pack. Hughes, Brat Pack. Type. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was like, that's how I look at those dudes for Greta. The Greta it, gang. Yeah. The okay. Greta gang. You know, and, and anyone steals that, I want my fucking credit. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. So he he is really incredible, and he does have a great presence in this film because I was very questionable on him playing this kind of role. He's very feminine androgynous thin kind of yeah frail not very masculine like guy where i would think a role like this would take yes someone with some looks but someone with a little more masculine edge to him like i feel like yeah. one of his co-stars in the new one austin butler i felt oh, he yeah. would have been more of a type of guy i would have went for for this kind of role but shall made such a good actor he kind of makes you forget about that about halfway through the film yeah yeah and yeah. he does you're right because at first he does seem like a spoiled rich kid. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly his whole life gets turned upside down and he turns into a survivor. He does. And he's yeah. like, he's about the people. He yeah. is from the jump. And like everyone who meets him, they just know some, you're something else. Like when yeah. he meets the people in the desert, when they take the spice ride yeah. in, the, in the chopper, like the black chick, she's like, dude, it's just. Oh yeah. You did that. You. Why did you cuff your pants like that he's like i just it, it just, just felt right it yeah. felt natural yeah, yeah. yeah. she's, she's like, like blah 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 blah. that's blah. not that's 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 a veteran move you're yeah. lucky you know she knows like, like even duncan knows like duncan knows so much that he's like i gotta protect you at all costs i don't want you anywhere near harm or danger because yeah. i know what you gotta do later yeah like he it, everyone can sense it everyone can feel it it's almost like how in star wars like lord vader he even tells luke like bro the Emperor foresees us doing all X, Y, and Z. He knows how this shit's going to play out. Yeah. And it's kind of like everyone else in Dune. They know how this shit's going to play out. They're just waiting for it to fucking happen. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like, like Lady Jessica, I feel like she knew Lord um, Leda, or Duke Leto was going to die. She's like, he's going to fucking die at some point. Oh, yeah, she like, would have had, she, she had to. She, she, she had to sense it or felt it. Because they have some kind of like, I want to say like ESP yeah, or some they kind can of whatever. Shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look at. In 84, dude, they tell you their thoughts in their head. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's dialogue. <laughs> like, the thoughts in their head. Yeah. Instead of us, like... Yeah, oh, what, my God, you're right. That's terrible. That's terrible. Right. That's what, 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 one thing I like way more about this dude. Danae, there's a lot of silence and dead noise in this film that gives the audience time to take it all in. Yeah. It kind of... It gives you some nice ambiguity... But not too much. It gives you enough for mystery to make you really want to watch, keep watching. Whereas, like, 84, dude, I've never seen something more on the nose. Like, is there yeah, anything yeah. more on the nose ever made? Like, this is exactly what you're supposed to know about this film. I don't like that in films. I like myself Wait. to be able to interpret things. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, that's one thing. Only director that is super on the fucking nose almost all the time that I just still love and Lars von Trier. Mm. Lars von Trier tells you, usually in the first 30 minutes of a two and a half, three hour film, you know exactly what message he wants you to take away from this film. But it doesn't spoil the 
because so much shit's gonna happen you're gonna be like yeah i forgot about that you know it's so it's a yeah. little different with him but you need some you need something for the people to chew on and think about after it's over yeah because like when doom one ends part one you you can you can go a million ways your mind go a ton of ways on how you think everything's gonna play out yeah yeah in the future of it so and now you, if you've seen 1984 dune you know a little bit of what might happen because you know it all cause, because because i mean we got dune the story just, which is kind of annoying because i'm like well now i know what's gonna happen but it happens in like the last like 20 minutes yeah because they try to cram it all in yeah, in like 35 like, minutes and i'm like man y'all really should have made two films but yeah but whatever Ugh. but yeah so paul paul is a character this film really is about paul's growth part one at least it's yeah. about paul's growth his redemption and you know him just learning how to be the man that you know it's essentially a story about a man who doesn't believe in himself but has no choice but to swim yeah you yeah know, it's the underdog not really an underdog story but i don't think anyone thought i'm sure when he was born and they saw he was a guy they're like shit yeah that this better be the umbilical cord yeah right <laughs> 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 like oh, I oh come on man we need some ladies here yeah. and you know but i'm sure as he got older everyone's like, kind of like hmm, i don't know we'll see but now it's time and everyone knows it's time so tragedy strikes you know there's essentially a war going on yeah. the harkonnens are going crazy you see a lot of our heroes in here dying yeah maybe dying yeah <clears throat> gurney but uh <laughs> but anywho if anyone who's seen who, who's watched the trailers and stuff you know josh brolin's back he didn't die you know he probably thought he did which i was sad i was like oh shit josh brolin died josh brolin doesn't die he's um you see him going all hard in this film but it's one of those things you think he dies because everything blows up around him but yeah. you don't see it so you're like mm, maybe unfortunately my man Duncan is dead. Uh, he got he got sliced up. Yeah, but he he was f going hard. He was going end. hard as shit, bro. I yeah. loved. I thought Jason Moore played this role very very well. Um, and I don't know if that's due to his ancestry, his Hawaiian upbringing. It because it feels tribal. Yeah, it you know, does. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. The 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 houses feel tribal, and he feels like a tribal guy, perfectly placed. Yeah. in there as a big warrior protector type he was perfectly cast he was perfectly cast um and i guess denis loved him and personally called him up and wanted him to do it so wow that's really cool so he was super he was like well he's one of my favorite directors he was like i was definitely doing this role yeah so that's really cool but um when you see you see duncan die it's really upsetting um when you think gurney's dead it's really upsetting yeah because and you see them and their relationship with Paul, with Paul. So you get and you're to like, know. God, this you're like, this is his like his big brother, his uncle, his yeah. dad. It's like it's all like losing some of the strongest male figures in your life. Yes, yes. And it's like it, it almost is like a foreshadowing, like, dude, the matriarchy is what it should be because all these men are dying. You don't see yeah. women dying in this movie. The My women God, are fucking right. survivors. They're some yeah. of the best warriors. They're the yeah. smartest. They get the shit done. And men are almost, you know expendable in this world well you know what degree. they say they say uh, like they just ask a question sometimes like how many wars were started by women mm, mm. <laughs> you know, like, and yes, you think sir. about it like huh uh, it's like well huh? um 
We won't get into that. We won't upset yeah. anyone. Now, because of women is a different story. That's a whole different story. But, but that would be men doing men anyway. doing dumb shit. Yeah. You know how we are. Yeah, that, could, that could be an entire episode <laughs> on just how men act as a result of women. Yeah. But women do kind of run the shows here. The although yes, Duke Leto, he was the Duke. Bro, Lady Jessica is the one in his ear telling him what's oh, yeah, popping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like We've all seen situations where we see a great male figure, but there's a strong, strong woman behind him keeping him great. Behind every great man is a greater woman. Yep, that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Felicia for you. Yeah, for yeah. For sure, you know? She, this dude's wife is like Wonder Woman. She <laughs> saves people. She's like super smart. and has like yeah. It's insane. So, not that this man isn't, oh, but the shit for Lucian does Woman. is crazy, though. He's not, you know, he's not. Yeah. Not Gal Gadot. But um, it is crazy what, like, she does and how a good pairing between a strong, smart woman and a strong, smart man can just make for greatness. And I think that was what was going on with Jessica and uh, Leto. So, I mean, it is weird that the man is kind of possessing all the greatness of men and women. So you got this almost like majestic kind of creature that's like, yeah. holy hell, you are one of one. Yeah, yeah, Paul. He's mm-hmm. yeah, he's because one of one. he is a perfect mix of both of his parents. He really is, because he has the the caring, um, sensitive human connection side of his dad. And he's got the powers, the the mindset, the strength of his mother. Yeah. So it's like you combine those, you tighten this kid up, train this kid on both sides. He's unstoppable. Yeah. You know, who's going to stop this guy? And I'm very eager to see what, where they go with two, especially with how the first one ends. So, and like you said, your guy, Austin Butler's in two. AB, bro. Austin Butler, Leia Sado, Florence Pugh. Yeah. Got a bunch of bees coming into yeah. this one, dude. And, and add it on to who's already still already there. Already in it. That's what I'm yeah. saying. I'm so, so hyped to see what they do with Leia Sado and Austin Butler, bro. Because. Like I said, I'm Leia Sado is I'm a huge Leia Sado fan right now. I'm watching her, man. She is something else. I think Austin Butler is Sting's character from '84. Yeah, right? and he looks okay. insane. Have you seen his look? No, dude. He looks I know he's crazy. bald. He's yeah, bald bro. There, he looks. I'm like, damn. He AB. looks kind of like the engineers from Prometheus. Yo, he kind of does. Yeah, Yo, I, yeah. I, Prometheus is underrated to me. Yeah, it's a great film. I thought it was good. Michael Fassbender is playing the droid. Is he's yeah. too good. Yeah, he's just he's just too good. Anyway, he should have squeezed Michael Fassbender in Dune too somewhere. He could have found yeah, something for him. Honestly. Especially like after watching the killer, bro, I'm like oh Michael Fass need to get in a hard nosed sci-fi action film yeah. quick. Like I would love to see him work with like Ridley Scott or somebody like that. Do something gangster. Anyway. Well, I mean, they did Prometheus. They did. That's what someone else, re- rework with Ridley Scott. But, yeah. But someone else or is, or is doing uh a new alien film it's supposed to be pretty decent even ridley scott said it's okay pretty good i think it takes place between alien and aliens that's like, kind of cool. chronological i kind of like that because yeah. i don't want to see nothing too new yeah because i'm like i like the world of alien and ends yeah the most yeah. Um, but anywho so yeah. <clears throat> but yeah you got you got a beast mode cast here so austin butler is gonna be great leia sado is gonna be great florence Pugh is gonna be great but this film, you see, um, after shit hits the fan and the war is going on, we got to talk about two more specific scenes before we get into, like, uh, our little questions and shit. Yeah. So, 
the Duke dying. Yes. My God. Um, I think it's one of the best scenes in the film. Um, the Duke, he does sort of get betrayed and helped in a way. Yeah, because the betrayal is almost inevitable. It was inevitable. Well, well, maybe not the betrayal, but the fact of him getting captured and probably killed is inevitable. Yes. So his doctor? Yeah, his doc. Uh, doctor. I, 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 we'll call doctor him a caretaker or yeah, something. Yeah, it's like Dr. Ewan or something, yeah, right? Yeah, he, he's a caretaker. He essentially sells him out. Because the Harkonnens have his family. And yeah. they're like, listen, yeah, you want to see him wife. again? You yeah. want to see him again? Then you give him up. But And I like that he was honest with the Duke when the Duke was captured. He told him, like, listen, bro, I had no choice. This is what it was. But he gives him a tooth, puts his tooth in his mouth that's crushable. And when it's crushed, it releases a very toxic poisonous gas that will clear out the room, essentially. Yeah, and he says, if you do it at the right time, your last breath will also be, be the Baron's. The Baron's last breath, yeah. yeah. And it's like, the, that conversation they have is beautiful, the way uh, Danae set that up. And then the actual moment when it happens, oh. bro, when, he, when Oscar Isaacs is laying back in the chair and he's looking the Baron in the face and he bites down and crushes that damn tooth, bro. Dude, the way, the way uh, Stellan Skarsgård like moves God. as the Baron. He's like a, it's almost like a spider or something, bro. Yeah. He's like, but he's like floating. Yeah, he like float. He's like a floating spider the ghost hut. type thing. Yeah, it's like remember when he's crawling on the wall when yeah. he survives? Yeah, he yeah. He reminded me like a fucking insect. Yeah, yeah. It's or crazy. A bug. Oh, Ugh. but Stellan Skarsgård is a great actor. Anything oh I've God. ever seen him in from Goodwill Hunting. That's the first thing I saw him in. Anyway. Yeah, well, from Goodwill Hunting on. Well, dude, he was working with Lars. Oh, really? He's Lars's guy. That's like Lars's number one guy. Really? He's in Breaking the Waves. He's in uh, Dogville. He's in Melancholia. He's in. Is he? In, he is an Antichrist. He's an Antichrist. He's in. He's like a main guy in the one I watched last night, Nymphomaniac. Um. Yeah, I'm probably forgetting like two or threes, and they wow. work together a lot. That's well, they're boy. they're from the same country, I guess, right? I or, think is he from? Just, Lars is from Denmark. Stellan is Stellan. You know from. how you spell his name? There's like yeah. he's, so many... he's from Sweden. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, but I mean, Lars works does a lot of films a lot in Sweden. Okay, That's like so maybe he saw him and was like, I like yeah. him. Let's work. He has, he's got a few regulars. He's got a few regulars. Like, he does have some people that you see. He works a lot with Chloe 70. Like, oh, okay, really? Yeah, yeah. They've done a few things together. Wow. Um, like I said, Stel Charlotte Gainsbourg. That's like Willem Dafoe. Um, he's got a few regulars. He's got a couple guys he likes. Um, I mean, Dude, wait, you got I can't wait to put you on the trip. Yeah, train. yeah. The trip trains go you're gonna you're <laughs> oh gonna my. start thinking you're going crazy after a while. You're gonna be like, what the fuck does this dude got me watching? But I can't stop watching it. It's dude, probably like you, a train wreck. You dude, it is. That's why I call it the trier train. I'm yeah, like, trier train rolls. You probably like Europa. It's about a guy right after World War II goes to work on his uncle's train in Germany. He's from America mm -hmm. and bro. Germany's like in complete ruins and it's like all these political influences trying to get him to do certain things there's terrorist attacks and like, really yeah it's crazy it's all in this train and like bro it's 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 it was real good I was like god damn man I was like I couldn't imagine being alive back then she suck anywho um so when uh Leto dies 
He does kill everybody in the room, but unfortunately, he don't kill the bear, and the bear's slick, slimy, slippery ass somehow ends up on, like, the ceiling, crawls up, and survives. And I'm like, God, I'm like, I hate this guy. Yeah, yeah, he's terrible. <laughs> the Duke's dead. Like, yo, you fall in love with the Duke in the movie because he's just this, he's almost like a Obi-Wan type of dude, yo. He's yeah, just he super is. chill. Very insightful, super wise, and, like, he always does the right thing. You know he's going to, like, he'll risk himself for the greater good, which yeah. he does. And you said earlier that he cares about the people, and he does, because he does. they go to this planet, and essentially, it's almost like uh, colonialism kind of mm -hmm. thing, you know? So, there's obviously native people on this planet, the Fremen, mm -hmm. and he even tells them, like, something to the effect of, like, we want to work with you or yeah. Paul does. I forget. Yeah. I forget who they, says it. Cause Paul was there when he was there. When his dad met with the leader of them. They were, they were, he was essentially like, dude, we, we don't want to fucking intrude. We got to make this work for everybody. Yeah. Which yeah. Is, he was almost, he was the most diplomatic yeah. leader you had. We, we're not oppressors or we don't want to be. We mm -hmm. just want to we be, have to be symbiotic. Yeah, yeah. It's got to yeah. work for everybody. So he was, he was coming through with a good message, which, you know, there's always an evil force that wants to fuck shit up. You know, oh, yeah. essentially the Baron's like a Palpatine type of guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, if you want to compare him to other things you might be more familiar with, he's a piece of shit. It's right in part two. Christopher Walken is the Emperor. Oh, yes. Yes. I forgot Christopher yes. Walken's at it. Yes. Dude, we got goats joining the me. cast. We got yeah. goats joining the cast. Like, Christopher Walken's going to be great in this, like he is in everything. I'm I'm real excited for Dune, too, bro. It's probably going to be like three hours. I'm going to be glued for three hours. I'm going to be like, <laughs> bugging out of my head it's gonna be freaking awesome uh, but, but that's the big turning point in the film when uh when the duke dies because once word hits everybody dude it sends shockwaves through the people and lady jessica and paul they're essentially on the run when they find out yeah and dude they they get captured and it's really tough because, you know, Paul doesn't know what to do. He don't know what to, how to think and feel. And he doesn't feel like he's equipped to deal with um, the responsibilities that are coming. She's like, dude, you were Duke Paul Atreides. And he's like, I don't want to do this shit. He's yeah. like, man, I'm like 18. I'm trying to just, you know, shit, sit back, <laughs> yeah. meet some hoes and chill. You yeah, know yeah. He's like, God damn, I got the weight of literally the world on my shoulders. The fuck? He's like, I'm seeing this light skinned girl in my dreams. Yeah, probably a couple of different worlds. Yeah, wherever they're yeah. from, too, right? Yeah, he's like, God damn. But, you know, when they're captured, um, that's one of my favorite. You know, we'll talk about them getting captured in rewatchable scenes. Okay. Because um, that's, that's some gangster shit. We'll talk about that. But when they find, but the, the, the moral of this is when they do find out Leto's dead, it kind of, it shakes the tone attitude of everything and everything becomes really urgent at that point. Yeah. It's like, okay, we got to move now. You got to learn now. We got to do everything right this second because it's like, man, and shit starts moving. And, you know, we see, we see Duncan sacrifice himself for everyone and, that was sick. Jason Momoa going out hard. Yeah. In a great After scene. he shaved. After he shaved, right? He was yeah. looking freshly shaved. Made yeah. him look young. Um, but he, he did look young. It did. It made him look like late 30s, you know? Yeah. Like, he was beating ass, of course, being Jason Momoa. Um, but then the other scene we got to talk about is the way it ends. So they run into the people he's finally been having all these visions of. Yeah. And they got these black things in their noses, which you see in the first Dune too. 
and um what are they they're they're like tubes that uh i, I don't know if it helps them breathe i think it helps them breathe, right yeah it's some kind of desert surviving yeah tech, yeah uh, or machine because if you think about it during a sandstorm you're probably not able to breathe hell no yeah, yeah. so he meets these people and you know, he meet they meet the leader of the pact, and he's kind of accepting. But the one dude, uh, what the hell is his name? Uh, yeah, that dude's a good actor. The the black dude. Yeah, he's in the Book of Clarence. Is he? Yeah. He's Jameis. That's his name, Jameis. Okay, yeah. Uh, Jameis. Oh, because he's a great, the best fighter, Jameis. Yeah, Jameis yeah. is the man. And yeah. they're like, Paul, all right, you want to, we supposed to think you're the man? Who the fuck are you, little kid? Yeah. Jameis is like, step up to the plate, son. Fight me. <laughs> and, of course... Yeah. Lady Jessica's like, shit. But she believes. Yeah, she yeah, does believe. Because she says something very important, like, Paul has never killed before. Mm-hmm. And they show, I, is that Paul who has that the visions in his head where someone is like, Paul Atreides must die? I believe it's him. And And it's interesting because in the fight, Paul wins because he has to kill the guy. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, that is like, when Paul Atreides dies, yep, and when, when he ha- has to kill somebody, because Lady Jessica is like, Paul's never killed anybody. So when he does, that essentially kills Paul. And now, like, whoever he is in the prophecy, it gives that individual the ability to come forth however it needs to manifest. Because he, he got through, he did the one thing he never did before. Bro, it's essentially when Anakin essentially dies and becomes Vader. Yeah, yeah, you basically, I mean? yeah, yeah. In an evil way yeah. instead of a positive way. Because, yes, Paul Atreides had to die to evolve, essentially. Yes, yes. And him killing that guy was more like him killing his former self. Yeah. yeah. So, And that fight scene's gangster because it's not a showy-ass fight scene. It's very subtle with very tight choreography and some good moves in it. Yeah, and he's trying way, not to kill. He's him. trying not to kill him. It's more he he's fights like almost like a Obi Wan, like more of a defensive fight yeah, style. Yeah, but he does deliver that final blow, and you really don't see it coming. He does it very subtly and slick, yeah. and everybody's just kind of like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, because even, uh, <laughs> even Chani or Zendaya was like, "Here's this uh, knife the made knife, from the yeah. tooth of." This great sandworm, you'll die with honor holding it. Yeah. 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 I'm like, yo. Yeah, because this guy is the best fighter. They're like, dude. You'll die with honor. I was like, because when I first saw it, I was like, obviously he ain't going to die. But I'm like, you want me to believe he going to win? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I was like. Yeah, because this dude's been around. Yeah, I'm like, this, yeah. like, this motherfucker ain't even fought nobody before. I'm like, Josh Brolin yeah. was about to kill him earlier. Yeah, and so, the guy he's fighting is the best fighter they have. Yeah, but I mean. It's a it's a subtle fight scene. First of all, the way the whole film, the score, the way it's paced and edited, it's a total vibe. It puts you in this world. It puts you in it. To me, Denis definitely has a style, especially with sci-fi films, because he 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 touched it with Arrival, then grabbed it with Blade Runner, and then said "fuck it" with Dune. So yeah, and it all works well. And I think by the end of the movie. When I first watched it, you know, I saw it when it came out. I was like, I really enjoyed that. But I had to sit on it for a minute. Because yeah. you, it, it's so subtle in its execution. You got to kind of let it sink in. Nothing's really in your face in this movie. Yeah. Nothing like, nothing's over-explained. Nothing's like thrown at you like, here, take this. The movie lets itself breathe. And I think that's one of the, the 
benefits of it. It's it's a vibe, man. You can just let yourself fall into this film. And the way it ends, it perfectly sets up part two because you're like, damn, what happens next? Yeah, and look, it ends very boom abruptly. And she even says, Johnny even says, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. Yeah, they're they're and it's like, ah. like, listen, another film is coming. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like, ah. Uh, if Dune Two didn't come out, Dune One would suck because like yeah, Dune right. Two is Dune One is good because we were ready for two. Yeah. Whereas if they were like, all right, that's it, we'd be like, well, that shit sucks. The most incomplete thing I've ever seen. And honestly, that was tough because it came out the year that Warner Brothers was releasing films on Max at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it was like there was no guarantee they were actually going to make money. Yep. At the box. And office. so they're like, well, we could scrap this shit and save ourselves dollar or two yeah but it made money i mean that seems to be their their credo now right at least they put out flash that's true that's true they put out the flash yeah so yeah i mean it's it's an i do personally think it is a very good film i don't think it's denise best film I, i would save that for blade runner but i do think it was an incredible follow up you know, to some of his previous sci-fi works. I think he adapted a very hard story to adapt. Even though I haven't read the book, I can just tell it's a nightmare to adapt this. It almost seems to me like it's uh, it's definitely visually not what Hodorowski's Dune would have been. No. But I feel, in a way, like it might be more in line with the... Uh, the adaptation absolutely that Hodorowski would have wanted to to do in order to honor what Frank Herbert wrote. Yes, because yeah. Dune Denise Dune plays like a western, like a space western, and yeah. so and I know yeah. Hodorowski's would have too. Whereas eighty four's Dune doesn't feel that way, and I'm like, the movie, it's Dune, bro. We're yeah. talking about spice and sand, and desert. It's like, yeah, yeah, bro, we gotta, it's gotta play like, like a western. Like, yeah, there's technology there, but. We can't have much because the whole planet is a desert. It's a planet. desert, bro. That's what I'm like, y'all. The tech is very in tight confinements. You yeah, know? You, yeah. You, you ain't got roads. Ain't no, no big ass no. buildings. None of that. It's, it's like it's huge worms. Yep. And people trying to survive in the it's desert. Threats out there. Yeah. yeah. I'm like it's like, it's a, like the it's wild the west. jungle or the west. Yeah. yeah you're it's right. Like, it it's, is. it's a. I'm like, dude. It's a western at the end of the day. It's a western sci-fi film. Yeah. And I think Hodorowski would have kept that same tone and vibe going because. He likes making Western, so I know he would have kept that going there. He would have had great – man, I don't even want to talk about how – what could have been. So um, I guess we can get right into our questions no, categories. Right. Man. All right. MVP of the film. You know, uh, I might have to say uh, it's a tie for me between Oscar Isaac mm-hmm. and Jason Momoa. Mm, Believe I love it or not, both of them because you feel yeah. it when both of them die. Yeah, yeah. I was so sad when they both died. And and I think, like, no matter what, like their performances help elevate whoever's around them. Well, we already know Denis and Chalamet were like having Momoa on set alone boosted everyone's spirits, elevated everyone's. Like everyone was just so excited to work. He got everyone just hyped up, and he seems like he has that kind of set. energy. Dude, everyone is like, he is so fun to work with. Like, him and Vin Diesel, they fucking were, they turned to, had a bromance doing Fast X. They were like, bro, everyone was like, Jason brought an energy to this film that we don't know if anyone else could have. Bro, he makes fat, he is Fast X. Really? Hell yeah. He is the best 
thing about the movie, he's the reason it's watchable. Because without him, it'd just be a shitty action blockbuster. But Jason <laughs> Momoa makes yeah. it uh, something much more. I'm not saying it's something to fucking write home about. Yeah. But his performance is extremely memorable and fun. And you're just like, I love this damn guy. You know, so. Who, who directed Fast X? Do you remember? Was it was it the dude who did Fast Five? Hold up, I got you. Because I don't know if because Justin Lin directed a few. Yeah, of them. I was like, I feel like it is him. Okay. I no, no, know. no, Louis Leterrier. Oh my God, he directed uh, the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, Ed Norton. Yeah, Ed Norton. He did a uh, like Transporter shit. Oh yeah. Um, wow. Oh, he did Clash of the Titans. Okay. Yeah, I think he's a French director, as you could tell from his name. Yes, he is a French director. Yeah. But yeah, he did the Incredible Hulk, he, which he wasn't looks bad. Looks super French, like yeah. <laughs> this is the most French-looking guy I've ever seen. The guy, in my he life. does. Yeah. He looks like he's taking a wee wee. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what he, he looks is like. He's the most French motherfucker <laughs> I've ever seen. So my MVP, Denis, man. Oh, the director. Yeah, yeah I, see, Denis. I don't think like that yeah, for some you, reason. But you're right because without his vision, oh, none of yeah. it would have worked. It's very much a Denis film. It has his yeah. stamp, his signature, his flavor. In it. So, so uh, since you said him, is he an auteur? Because you can oh, kind of tell. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can kind of tell with like the, the camera shots. Even though each film is different, you can tell the way that the films are paced. He's an auteur. Because I was thinking about like prisoners, prisoners. Mm-hmm. and I'm like, God, it's kind of the Prisoner same. Pace is just like Doom. Yeah, yeah. It's like and like Blade Runner 2049. Because mm-hmm. Prisoners is another slow burning, but. It keeps you right there. Yeah. And then when it's time to pounce, it pounces. And you're like, God damn. And like, when you see the end of Prisoners, you're like, God damn. Yeah. You're like, damn. You're like, you Jackman. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, you. No. (laughs) I'm like, great role from Jake Gyllenhaal, who's the king of picking roles. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal is the king of picking roles. And Paul Dano's amazing as the creepiest. Paul Dano is so underrated as an actor. He's incredible. Fablemans, come on, bro, dude. Twelve Years a Slave, there will be blood. Oh yeah, Little Miss Sunshine, come on, man, he's uh, a yeah. beast. Fuck, even fucking like Looper, he's good in. Like he's great. I love, I love all that. Yeah, I had MVP as Denis. He's yeah. his style, his sauces. It brings it to life. You know what? I agree because without him, none of it would have come none together. Of it, none of it. Imagine like, and bro, he envisioned this when he was like thirteen. Yeah, bro. He, was he and like, his friend storyboarded. The film and everything. Now his dream is coming. Motherfucking true. Go ahead, Denis. Peak season. Wow. Peak season. That's a tough one. It's a tough one in this one because I think I I have one specific one. I did have Chalamet in mind, but I think he might have just reassessed that with Wonka. Yes, yeah, so, and you haven't seen part two and yet. I haven't seen part two. And And that's the thing. It might be difficult because... It's uh, hard to really yeah because say if, without if, seeing the whole it, yeah because the ones that are coming back for part two what if they're better in part two mm-hmm. because of part one mm-hmm. or what if somebody in part two could just come yeah. in and steal the show yeah, that's Austin true. Butler could come in and blow us away yeah so uh, I don't I don't know who who would you think I have Rebecca Ferguson she was great because I I remember her in uh, Doctor Sleep Dr. she Sleep. was great in Doctor mm-hmm. Sleep. And I've seen her in like one or two other things, and she's great. I think like, it's the role that kind of yeah, yeah, like yeah, elevated this role was her. Different though. Yeah, like and this like, is a big role for her in a big, high-grossing film with yeah. a big A-list director, and yeah, I think she came through and really, really laid her mark on the film. 
And like, yeah. like I said, like Dr. Sleep's good, but I, I think this is the top of her mountain as of right now. It's got to be her yeah. highest grossing film. Yeah. And yeah. her biggest role. Cause like, like I said, I thought about Chalamet, but I'm like, I don't know. With Wonka, Wonka's probably made almost as much money as Dune. And on top of that, he, it's his show. Yeah. Whereas it's not, yeah. you got, like, we got Brolin. Isaacs, Ferguson, Momoa. We got yeah. a lot of factors. Yes. Yeah. I mean, when Dune was marketed, people were seeing of it as a Zendaya movie. Yeah, you know yeah, you're right. So I but like it was right after like the Spider-Man. Spider-Man's and so, Euphoria was on yeah. top. And so yeah. yeah. So I'm like, damn, they look And she's this. barely in it. Barely in it. But she'll be yeah. in this next one a lot. Yeah. Like, I'm like, shit. I'm like, it didn't even feel like a Chalamet movie until you watched it. Yeah. So I so I, I'm gonna go with Rebecca Ferguson for peak season. Um, and you know what i i would agree because all the other people have done things aquaman or jason mose would be aquaman yeah yeah josh rollins would be uh thanos oh my god yeah or even he was great as cable cable yeah Yeah. i'm like he's deadpool too yeah no country which made his career essentially for this goonies goonies Goonies. (laughs) listen that's one of the most legendary films of all time yeah if that's the only thing he would have done he's still still a legend i'm like he's still a legend because you're in one of the best fucking movies ever who is he brand brand yeah Yeah. his brother yeah he was great but they're when he's on the little tricycle yeah. and they grab his hand and he fucking flies <laughs> He was going hard, though. He was the muscle. Yeah, you he, know was. What I mean? he was. He the was the muscle. They, everyone, all right, we, we'll talk about, we might just do a Goonies episode. Dude, it, it, we could do we could a do Richard, Richard Donner. Donner. Yeah, I yeah, was like, we yeah. could do Richie Donner. We could do like. Yeah. I sit, I know, and look, do, Chris Columbus wrote it, I think. He did. He did. Yeah. Um, and then you got Spielberg producing. Yeah. And so, he did direct a couple scenes. Did he? So wow. He's really good with kids. Because Richard Donner had a, a hard time working with kids at first. Really? They just goofed off so much. Bro. Oh, yeah. And Spielberg was like, let me show you some stuff. So he directed some scenes to show him how it's done. That's which awesome. Helped him. Yeah. So, you know, Spielberg's wow. a man. He is, yeah. So, yeah, we, we will do it. We we'll definitely do a Richard Donner episode. We could just do, like, a lot of his first. We could do Superman 1. We could do the Goonies. And we could do, like, Lethal Weapon 1. Yeah, that would be great. Oh, no, he also started. did the Omen. And the Omen. Oh, my God. Yeah. He was a fucking monster. He was. Like the, he was. the range. The yes. range was yes. insane. All right. Yes. Yeah, so Best quotes. Best quotes. This is a this movie ain't packed with great quotes, but I do have a few. Yeah, I think uh the one that sticks with me right now, just because, you know, the end of the film where mm-hmm. she's like, This is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. I had that. I and had and that it's kind of like, well, yeah. And that kind of yeah. sums everything up. Yeah, it, it does. sums everything it does, up. Everything you saw is almost like a prologue. You're like, damn. You're like, this shit ain't even gonna matter, really. Like, yeah. In a couple, in like a couple years, when we'll first watch it. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. That's one of the best quotes and most important ones. Yeah. Um, I had, I had a few. What's in the box? Oh yeah. Pain. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love yeah. the hand in the box. Right, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about rewatchable scene. Okay. Um, I love that quote because I love that scene and yeah. I love that uh, your wife's movie, Phantasm, does a great parody of that. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, why did Phantasm do that scene better than Dune 1984? I, and that's a good and that's a, And Phantasm's a fucking 70s movie. Yeah, and you could tell I, since that scene was in Phantasm, the guy who did it was obviously a Dune fan. Huge Dune fan. Yeah, had to be. Had There's to a been. few things littered from Dune in there. I'm like, yeah. this dude was watching oh, yeah, Dune. Because the dude was from some other planet. Yeah, anyway. I'm yeah. like, this dude was reading Dune. He wrote this shit. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, yo, and I'm like, because I'm, when I'm watching Phantasm, I'm like, Yo, this is from fucking Dune. I'm like, but they're executing this really well. I'm like, actually, kind of scared. I'm like, what's yeah. happening? So yeah, that's a good one. Um, 
Look down, master. You to join me in death. I see you found the mood. When um uh Gurney and uh Paul are training in the oh, room. Oh, they're sparring. Yeah, yeah. And they're sparring. He's like, I'm not in the mood. And Paul thinks he's got him. But he does uh, have him. But, but Gurney, Gurney has, has him too. too. Yeah. So it's like we both would have died at the same time. Yeah. So I thought that was a good quote from Josh Brown. Sometimes I think of uh, Dune eighty four without the blocky suit. Oh my! It looks so, <laughs> bro. It looks like something from uh, Minecraft. It looks oh my so god! You bad. know what it does? You're right. Yo, I'm like, it looks yeah. so bad. But in eighty four, that was cutting edge. But right? I'm like, no way! In Star Wars, shit looked way better in seventy seven <laughs> Star Wars. I'm like, come yeah. on, man! I'm like, shit! George <laughs> Lucas, first time director, makes some shit look way better, bro. I feel bad for Lynch. He got put handcuffs and ankle shackles on <laughs> but uh, wow. another one i have from the scene where uh paul first master when he finally masters the voice to set him and his mom free oh yeah you know remove her gag yeah kill him i'm like oh i love that shit bro because the dude's just like robotically yeah do what they say and i'm like man it's almost like he definitely george was definitely the mom says to kill him right? yeah 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 i'm like yeah, so he he tells him to remove her gag, and then she tells him to kill him, and then she fucking starts going crazy with the voice. Yeah, and then she bitches at him. She's like, "It wasn't the right pitch." Yeah, and he's yes. like, "I saved us, didn't yeah, I?" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's like, come on, like, hey, if it works, yeah, it works. He's like, "Listen, yeah. I'll, I'll master this shit later, but I got us out of this yeah. now. We would have died." You know? What yeah, I'm so they were gonna kill. They us. were gonna kill the muffler. Yeah, bro, um, I, I love. That's one of my favorite scenes. Um, yeah, that's a great Becca scene. Ferguson. I'm sure the voices are edited or whatever, but he, she brought some energy to that character. I was like, this woman's badass. Yeah, dude. and and in the 1984 version, you don't feel that from her. You don't. But she was still one of the better characters. She in the was, film. but you don't feel that uh, that intensity, yeah. that urgency, that yeah. son, get this shit right. She yeah. was like, bro, like she was pissed off earlier when they were practicing the voice she's like you fucking suck yeah you should essentially she's like dude she does basically say that you should be fucking we should be having a whole conversation like this you should be controlling me around this room yeah once your balls dropped you should be able to do this yeah and i'm like and that's what i'm like and at that point in the film i'm like is Chalamet cut out for this role? And I'm oh, like, yeah. Denis wouldn't have cast him if he didn't think so. And then yeah. by the end, I'm like, he is. Shit, go yeah. ahead, guy. And I'm like, that's a credit to the kid's acting, though, because he knew I had to be this naive character that grew. Yeah. And yeah, he has to go through well. an arc. Yeah, he yeah, does. Yeah. And he has a real arc, and it works. Um, Another one from uh, Paul. Get off me! You did this to me! Yeah, yeah. You Benin Desert made me a freak! like yo yeah and like bro you see and, and i and that's when i'm like that's one of them scenes where you realize yes timothy chalamet is good yeah yeah he puts a fucking he went from 130 pound feminine looking <laughs> man uh 210 65 yeah. type of guy in yeah. that scene and he went from the machinist to batman begins, to batman begins. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's essentially for real yeah he did. yeah and he's like <laughs> he put he put some bass behind that voice, some intensity in that scene, and you can yeah. tell like, and you know, great actors react. Rebecca Ferguson perfectly reacts to it. That's the scene itself works so well. But I'm like, yo, you feel what he's saying that, and he's like, 
essentially you and dad's selfish fucking ways because he wanted a son and you wanted to please him. You didn't think about the result of what was going to happen. Now I'm this weird guy yeah. who shouldn't have these abilities, but I do. And now I got the weight of the, literally the world on my fucking shoulders. Yeah. yeah, It's on my shoulders and it's like, bro, I'm a teenager. You put me through this shit. I feel like I'm 45 years old. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I get him in that scene. I feel him. I feel where he's coming from, but she is just a mother trying to prepare her son for the worst so yeah no but yeah that's what i got for quotes you got anymore no you you already said my other yeah yeah that's all i can really think of because a lot of like it's not horrible and and honestly anything like baron harkonnen or harkonnen would say is probably quotable because since he's like the uh antagonist Everything he says is it important. It pushes the plot forward. Yeah, yes. yeah. Everything and, he says is important. And he don't speak a lot. So no. that's what like the dialogue in this film is minimal. It's not. It's, You're right. There's a lot of dead space. Dead, a lot of dead space. And, you know, the, the music, the score, and the sounds just kind of push the story. Because I'm like, in a two and a half hour movie, the script probably wasn't that long dialogue Yeah, wise. no. Cause they, know, so. And honestly, like, it's amazing to me how. I think we said how like immersive it is because you really feel like you're in the desert with them. Yes. Like like when Paul and Duke are are looking at that uh, the contraption, the, whatever machine oh, that is, yeah. and stuff. And then like the worms coming or whatever, mm-hmm. and everything, and the sands oh, going everywhere. I love that. That's... But you feel like you're there. Yep. I'm like oh, the special oh. effects just blew my mind. Yo, let's get into yeah. it. What's age the best? I'll go first. I said the visual effects. Yeah, man. They incredible. That's what I had. The visual effects. I'm watching it the other night and we we're texting about it. I'm like, yeah. this movie looks so good. I'm like, I feel like this movie is how films should be looking now and they're not. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, like, why does Dune look way better than everything that's dropped in the last year or two? I would love to see like behind the scenes footage, like how much of it was green screen. Because it doesn't look like it's... In most films, you can tell it's a green screen. He, so, like, whatever he did to make, like, the two moons in the sky, mm-hmm. you, you know, like, like little details like that. But just, I'm thinking of when they're looking on the horizon, when they're in the desert after they get away from the guys that are trying to kill them, and you see, like, the sand dropping from the worms moving. Like, those, like, subtle things, they just look so natural. It blows my mind. Dude, How it I'm doesn't like... look computer-generated. The cinematographer for that movie literally is like, it's like David Lynch and fucking like um, Christopher Nolan had a kid. Yeah, it's like <laughs> or not David Lynch, sorry, um, David Lean. Oh, David it's Lean. Like David oh, yeah. Lean, oh yeah, because like, of all the sand. Does that remind like, you? Of, yes, yeah, like Lawrence. Morris of Arabia era David Lean, and right now Christopher Nolan had a kid, and that cinematographer is what came out. Yeah, and made fucking Dune because it's like. Like you said, I don't even know what's real or fake, what's practical or not. Because like even yeah. when you see like the spice being like essentially eaten up by the worm, this shit looks real. Yeah, it does. I'm like it looks like sand's actually sinking in. Yeah, like, yeah. This shit looks and, real. And when uh, Gurney and and Paul like kind of like when Gurney goes to get Paul when they're trying to save the people, mm-hmm. and their hands are like sinking into the sand, dude. I'm getting. I'm like hyperventilating. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I feel like I'm there with them, and I'm sinking too. The visual effects in this film are. They are groundbreaking. And yeah. it's like, how do you say a film in 2021's visual effects are groundbreaking? This shit is, bro. Like, he started with Blade Runner 2049. Because those, like, 
I won't say the visual effects necessarily are like insane, insane in that movie, but just the look, the yeah. the color play and the the set designs, like that shit was just mind blowing. The what the look he got for the city, how he got L.A. to look, because I like Blade Runner, the original Blade Runner. It's still, I think, is the best sci-fi movie ever. Um, really? Yes. Um, and I know a, a lot of people would be like, oh, well, what about... Of course, Empire Strikes Back is my favorite. Yeah, But yeah. people would be like, well, what about Star Wars, 2001, Alien, all those, Terminator, all those are great. But I think Blade Runner, as the concept of the film, the look of the film, the action, I think it conceptualizes everything that makes sci-fi great all in one story. And I think that... I have to watch it again. Oh, man. It's Harrison been a while Ford since I've seen hard, it. Daryl Hannah going hard. Rucker Howard. Yep, going super hard. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, my God. He's incredible, man. Um, uh, Roy Batty, right? Roy Batty yeah. is one of the best. Is he a villain now? Yo, that's all I was like. He's not really. Villainy. Maybe he's the template for, like, all these, like, modern villains. Modern like, villains. Like Joker and Bane in The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises, who you kind of question, are they really villains? Roy Batty ain't a villain. First of all, you know what makes him not a villain? Because he didn't do... Do you remember how it ends? Yeah. All right, so he could have easily killed uh, Deckard. He could have, yeah. He pulled Deckard up. Yeah, you're right. And because... And that's part of me what makes me think Deckard's a replicant sometimes. Yeah, yeah, because he was saving one saving of his own kind. Saving one of his own kind. That's, yeah. God, that's, and that's what's beautiful about Blade Runner. It can be... Dude, you can cut Blade Runner up in so many ways, break that thing down, and still never have the answers. Yeah. And that's what makes it great because it's a film that can be talked about and fucking interpreted a million different ways for many years to come. There's no definitive like the Terminator's great, but it's very cut and dry. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know what it is, you know the situation, you know what's real, what's fake, everything. Yeah. Where Blade Runner has the perfect perfect amount of ambiguity with concrete things. It makes for a brilliant story, and it's just fucking beautiful. Like, dude, the look of L.A., the cars, yeah. my man Harrison Ford cruising around, bro. Oh my god, it's. It, but then, like, Denis made it so great in twenty. Like, came yeah. going around, it's the same greatness. Like, yeah. he captured that same greatness that really got out of Harrison that Denis got out of Gosling. And it's, yeah. it's, and like, he got it out of Harrison too, though. Again, yeah, yeah, yeah. Heard, like, Harrison was like, yo, this guy's great. And Ryan Gosling said he learned so much from Harrison doing 2049. I believe he's it. like he he just said a lot of stuff to me I never heard before from any other co-stars, and he's like this is veteran presence giving a young guy some real game. And Harrison Ford seems like he's more of a rational, practical person. He, he's very like that. Yeah. Because like I remember when they wanted Shia LaBeouf to do to become the new Indiana Jones, and he turned it down. And Harrison Ford was like, they were like, well, what do you think? And he was like, I think the kid's fucking stupid. He's like, listen, I understand he, he wants to cut his teeth on real hard-nosed dramas and stuff. He's going to be known as a blockbuster action guy. So just coming off of Transformers, he's like, you lock this franchise down. You do three, four movies. You make $100, $100 million. And then you do whatever you want for the rest of your career. Yeah, He's yeah. like, and that's where my older mind is thinking in dollars and cents where he's thinking with his heart. Yeah, and I'm like, that's the kind of guy Harrison is. Harrison understood. I got to do some for them, yeah. in order to do some for me. Yeah, because he did a lot of great films in the '80s, like Mosquito Coast. Oh, bro, with the uh, River Phoenix. Yeah, dude, the witness. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah, come on, Lancaster County. Baby. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, come you're on, right. right witness. Up the street. And the, even in the '90s, regarding Henry. Oh yeah, and then um, of course you got. 
I guess the fugitive would be kind of considered a blockbuster. I, I don't think it was meant to be. I think it ended Even up just being that good. That good. Yeah. Just yeah. his name, I feel like just elevated. Yeah. And then, of course, he did fun shit like Sabrina remake. Oh my God, you know that's I mean? right. He did it all. He did yeah. it all. And then, of course, we were talking about seven days or, or six days, seven nights. Yeah. Like, and um, what lies beneath? What lies beneath? Oh, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. I haven't seen that. Is that Joey? No, who's the chick in that? Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Yeah. Wrong, yeah. Wrong, wrong older lady. Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer still. Yeah. Because I was looking at Jodie Foster. I love her, man. Jody's getting old, man. I'm yeah. like, damn. You're Jody's not her type. Oh, I'm not her type. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> you pee standing up. Yep, I do. <laughs> you know. But I was like, damn, Jody getting old. Because, like, yo, when I watch Silence of the Lambs, I'm like, Clarice. Well, look. Something uh, special. It's been 47 years since Taxi Driver. Came out in 77, oh, right? She said, come on, don't you want to make it? <laughs> <laughs> God, she's so good uh, in that movie. Her and De Niro had great chemistry. And she did say... De Niro taught me so much about acting in that short amount of time. She's like, I owe a lot of my career to just what he taught me working on that set. So I'm wow. like, that's great. And like, I guess it was really cool because I guess Scorsese and De Niro were really concerned about her not being exposed to certain things. Yeah, because she was what, like 13? Like, yeah, she was really young. So they did a really good job of keeping it very, this is the situation you're in for this one specific moment. Yeah. Let's stick to that. And, you know, but she was like, I understood. I was mature. I understood. This is and at that point, honestly, she'd been acting for probably like seven years. Or yeah, more. I'm like she. Yeah, super she started out super star. young. Yeah, yeah. I was like, super duper. But anyway, so what's age the best for you? Honestly, I I would agree with you. I I was thinking almost everything because it does all because because when I think back, like there's nothing bad about this film. Now it's a recent film. Mm-hmm. So it's only aged almost two and a half years. Yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. But it's still like, new. Like I couldn't recast it cause it's a new film. It's new, but I, I did have a recast. Oh, did couch. you? I did. Okay. But all right. It's, it's all like, and I was going to say like, take all this like stuff with a grain. This is not a rewatchable film yet. Cause it's not even 10 years old. So this is a yeah. new movie. So it's not yeah. like when we do some of these classic films, we can, we broken down and watched it yeah, a bunch yeah. of times, you know. So it's still a little different. So, because I, I, the whole film, I believe, has held up well, because, well over the years, over because, the last couple. And and like you said, even the special effects, like there's nothing cheesy about it. Watching Morbius, Ant Man, like yeah, the oh, Flash, like yeah. even though I love the Flash because the story's good and the acting yeah. and all that's good, but like watching all them other films, I'm like. Y'all watched Dune and thought this was gonna work. Yeah, yeah, you know exactly. What I'm like, like what? how could you think that? That's knowing, like, knowing what this man accomplished, and like, even though I can't stand Rise of Skywalker, it looks incredible. Like oh, the yeah. look of it is incredible. I'm like, y'all are going backwards with yeah. the visual effects. It's I don't get it. But was Age the worst? I had nothing because I need to see part two, and yeah. it's not old enough. You know? Yeah, yeah, and you know what's Age the worst? Dune 1984. That's a Dune 1984. This film makes Dune 1984. Yeah, look, it looks real. It makes it really bad. Yeah, of course we're like we're talking about something in a whole different century. God damn, still man. Yeah, but like like, I watch Willy Wonka and I can still tell you it's better than Wonka, and that's (laughs) even a bigger gap between Dune and Dune Two. So I'm like, come on. But yeah, so that's bad. Most rewatchable scenes? Any you got? I got a few. You know, I loved uh, that fight scene at the end. Oh, it's great. Yeah, the fight scene is incredible. Uh, the scene where, that I was talking about with the sand, it, where, like, Flying Paul, over the spice fields. Well, yeah, 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 where, like, Paul ends up, like, helping to save the mm-hmm. people. 
Yeah. That's a rewatch. Anything with a sandworm. Yeah. Because yeah. because even when the sandworm comes up, when the the thumper, when when he and his mom are like running anyway, yeah, and, and it's like there, and you see the the grandness and the how massive, and it looks so. Oh my man, it looks yeah. great. It's almost like, oh, and man. and it stops, and it's almost like it's looking at him, even though I don't know if it has eyes. It oh, has it probably doesn't. Shit but ton I'm of sure teeth. Smell and sense, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's got strong senses if it can't see. Yeah, and that like those scenes to me are great. The fight scene with Gurney, or or the sparring scene mm-hmm. with Gurney, the scene where uh we were talking about where where Duke Leto uh does the gas because mm-hmm. the way the Baron like floats over to him and stuff. Yeah. Oh man, he's and the way he's like laying back on the chair yeah and the way and when he bites the tooth down he just that was when i was like oscar isaacs is an incredible actor the emoting in that scene sold yeah. it he sold that all with he, his face because he couldn't really do anything because mm-hmm. he was like paralyzed yep he sold that with his face like, the way he bites down looks in the fucking uh baron's eyes like fuck you dude it's yeah. like oh yeah so good um yeah that, I, that's just a few that i could think of off the top of my head yeah i mean i had jason momoa's final scene i got a lot of the same scenes you had i had yeah. the hand of the box oh yes i had that uh yeah. great scene like i said oh, talked yeah, about yeah, it earlier they have that needle at his neck the needle at his neck so it's like you, if you take you move it out you die yeah, yeah you move you die yeah. and that and that scene's just great because it, it kind of sets up like the intensity of this shit yeah because he's they put it out there. We don't fucking like you. We don't like your fucking dad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're just a little. And that's why you're so feminine because you were supposed to be a girl. Yeah. You know yeah. Man? Yeah. They, they basically. basically tell the motherfuckers like we don't like men essentially. Yeah. Like it's like Barbie Land. You know what I mean? They're like, listen, <laughs> yeah. dudes, y'all gonna sit over there. Women got this. Yeah. Y'all have a seat. Bar- so um, Barbie Land. <laughs> you're right though. You're I mean, right. <laughs> Because a lot of these films are all comparable. It's weird that The Flash is comparable to Barbie. Yeah. It's weird that Barbie's comparable to Poor Things. It's weird that Barbie's comparable to Doom. I, Poor Things comes out digitally the 27th. Oh, yes! Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. So good. And Opp- Oppenheimer tomorrow will be on Peacock. So I, I got watch. Oppenheimer. Yeah, I, I'm okay, saying I can watch yeah, it. Then. We going to watch Okay, it. we're going to we watch We going to watch that. Man. All right. That's the... That's yeah, we're, we're going to figure that out. Actually. Okay. Tonight, we'll figure that out. Later. Okay. All right. Uh, I had, we already talked about uh, sparring with Paul and Gurney. Yeah, that yes. great scene, fun, um, and it and it shows you where Paul is at that point in his skill level. Yeah, and it shows yes. you that yes, he's skilled enough to compete with some of the best, but he's still not quite there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's still got some learning to do. Because before that, it's you know it's alluded to that uh, Duncan is the one Duncan was training him. Yeah, 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 and. Clearly, he trained him well. Yeah, he was ready to fuck with um, Josh Brolin, Gurney. Yeah, and if he was more in the mood, he might have got him without him being able to get him too. Yeah, that's true. So, obviously, another one you mentioned flying over the spice fields with the worm, all the sand, desert shit is great. Yeah, yeah. spice stuff. I had that too. I had Duncan dying, of course. Sad scene. Yeah. But Jason Momoa goes hard as hell, kills a bunch of freaks, yeah. does his thing. And then I love the uh, the little shields, the, yeah, the blue and the red, yeah. how they change when you die, yeah. when you get attacked. That shit's gangster. Yeah. Done so much better than in the Yeah, yeah, yeah than the Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, the Mi- I, that's a good comparison. It does, bro. Yeah. I had Duke Leto dying, which we talked about, the tooth scene, all that. Yeah. And then I had Paul fighting Jameis, which we also talked about. Yeah. So we had most of the same ones. And, and believe it or not, I think anything with the Fremen, also the, the natives of Arrakis, because 
the still suits are actually practical. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They look really good. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of the heart and soul of the film, really. Yeah, the Fremen, because they're the the natives, the peaceful. They're they're essentially like Native Americans yes. to America. You yes, know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. as essentially and they understand the land, they understand the layout, they understand shit that the upper people don't. Yeah. And it's like, yo, y'all might think y'all know it all, but to really survive this shit, y'all gonna need us. Yeah. So it is they are a very special group of people. And Javier Bardem, I think, does a good job. He's so as as the leader of them because he he understands paul when paul's like yep you know i was there when you spit on the floor or yep. you know he doesn't say that but you know that was the scene he was like yo I, and he's like he can feel that and that and Javier yeah. Bar- and that's what pisses off Jameis because yeah. he's like yo you're way too you believe in this kid we don't know this motherfucker yeah Prove yourself son yeah you know <laughs> so yeah. yeah like the the water in their bodies is worth more than they are yeah than they're worth yeah all right, best characters. Best characters. Believe it or not, I have four. I'm thinking Duke and the Baron, basically, because they're the ones that yin and yang. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you have Paul, Lady Jessica, Duncan, mm-hmm. Gurney, and I think uh, I can't remember Javier Bardem's character's name, but like the leader of the Fremen, because he he helps. To uh, negotiate, I was like, he's a bridge. Yeah, I mean, he's a bridge. Like, yes. He is a diplomat yes, in a way yes. between the house and the Fremen. So yeah, uh, yeah, he he is a good character. I had four. Okay, I had Duke Leto. Yeah, Duncan. Yes, Gurney. Yes, and my favorite, Lady Jessica. Yeah, those are my four. I, I think if Lady Jessica had red hair, I mean, her hair is kind of reddish, kind of, but not like red red. She so Rebecca Ferguson. She's an interesting one as an actress. I think she's an incredible actress. She has a look to her. It's she looks like an actress. Yeah, she does. She has like if I saw that woman somewhere on the street, somebody like, she looks like an actress. She looks like an actress. Like there's this chick that goes to my gym. She looks like she'd be an actress. She has like a Kate Blanchett meets um Sandra Bullock type of vibe going on. I'm like, mm. she looks like she'd be in movies. Yeah, like, yeah. But Rebecca Ferguson has that look. She has some nice features, but she's not necessarily like hot. Like I don't think she's hot. She's not bad looking, but yeah, you know she ain't who I would cast her in the recast. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. But yeah, I do yeah. like her a lot. I think she's a great actress. Like she's in some good movies. Like she's in a movie, a sci-fi movie called Life with Ryan Reynolds. I, I thought she was really oh, good in. They say that's sort of like an unofficial prequel to uh, Venom. Venom. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. I, I didn't feel that, but I uh, well, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I that's the whole thing. It. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll, maybe we'll do like a life meets Venom episode or something. Okay. Um. So, at worst characters, who do you have? Believe it or not, like, uh, I, I don't know if there were any really bad characters. I mean, Jameis was an asshole. Uh huh. But, but, but is, is he a bad you character? Understand why? Yeah, but is he but a bad character? No, because it's like. You outside, I don't know you. Yeah. Prove yourself. And that's any anyone should be cautious of new people like that. Because when I think of worst characters, I think of like bad acting mm-hmm. yeah. and all that. And like everyone in there isn't terrible. Yeah, I when I think of worst characters, I think of like 
just did they bother you in any way, shape, or form? Oh, whether their oh, acting was bad, whether you didn't like the way their character was written, whether you thought their character was so good that they were an asshole, they pissed you off. Yeah, whatever. Then, in, in that case, any of the the Harkonnens. I had all the Harkonnens. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was my basically, worst that, all the Because that's all I really need to know. Because sometimes I get stuck on these questions. Because mm-hmm. it's like. Don't think of them too literal. Yeah, sometimes you know I saying? do. Don't that's think the of problem. Them too literal. So literal. yeah, all of them because all of them do such a great job at making you hate them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm like Batista. I'm like, get him out of here, bro. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. And I love Batista. Yeah. <laughs> Our man Polka Dots. I love yeah, him. Yeah. I'm like, get him out. Yeah. I love him in Blade Runner as well. Um, oh, he wasn't. He Blade is a Blade Runner. Runner. I love him. Yeah. As well. um, I wow. really like the 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 chicken there who beats the shit out of K in Blade Runner. What the fuck is her name? Um. I loved her in that movie. I thought she was great. Hold on, I want to look at her. But uh, any nitpicks you got? Honestly, just the fact that if I say the fact that it ends, that sounds dumb. Because even the never-ending story ended. This, you know, so false advertising. I want my money back, Wolfgang Peterson. I'm supposed to be entertained for the rest of my life. Yeah, come on, <laughs> come on. What's going on here? But yeah, I, maybe that if you know. And and th- this might be another kind of nitpick, but it almost feels like it could be longer, and I wouldn't care. I wouldn't either because it's like it, it was three, three or three and a half hours. End, you're like fully, you're in. really getting yeah, into you're it. Like, yeah, I'm invested. So it's like if you want to go another hour, I'm yeah, in. You know, because you're on this journey with them now. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like 1917 in that way. Oh my god, you're, 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 you're in it. I'm, yeah, when I watched 1917, I'm like, it's me. Skinny kid and the fat kid. Yeah, That's, yeah. It's us three. We yeah. all in this together. Yeah. We fighting this crazy German. <laughs> yes, yes. And I'm yelling at the dude. Don't help that <laughs> motherfucker. He's gonna kill you. Yeah. And it's like the German's not bad. He's doing what he's supposed to do. Yeah. You didn't do what you was. Oh, let's get him some water. Fuck that. Get him a bullet. Yeah. And here, yo, that pissed me off so uh, bad. And I'm like, you left. This was your mission. You leaving your boy to go finish it. And yeah. then Benedict Cumberbatch is like, oh fuck you. I'm like, oh man. That's such a good movie. It is bro. a great God, movie. God, some of the best cinematography in the uh, last 10 Sam years. Sam Mendes, right? Sam Mendes went Dude. hard with that one. Uh, I was blown away when I first saw that. Yeah. But yeah, this chick from Blade Runner for 2049. Okay. She was the one who beats the shit out of fucking Ryan Gosling. Yeah, yeah. Know, she's, yeah, this outfit, this is a little more where she, she was wearing shit like that. Oh, yes, yeah, yes. She was, I loved her. I thought she was incredible. Oh, um, and hey, and Jared Leto was in Blade yep, Runner 2049. Yep, he was like yeah, the Jesus guy. Yeah, he, he's yeah. so weird in that movie. Yeah, he is. But he's great in that he kind is of good role. In those, I was like, he's perfect for those kind yeah. of roles. Yeah, so yeah. nitpicks, I also didn't have any because I'm like, I need to see the second one before I can really say anything. Yeah, if if anything, like give me more, more. To, to kind of keep me uh, – jazzed for the second one even though i i am don't yeah. get me wrong but you know i i'm like i don't have any at this moment maybe yeah. when we do part two recast all right you oh, didn't yeah. have any yeah no because how can you because you know it's been made before it's been made twice before and you know even like the hodorowski one like orson welles was gonna be in it dude oh my god uh, that been awesome yeah like i love he, orson welles an actor so much yeah like he had so many great people from back then and mick jagger was gonna be in it dude he would have been good his son i think mick jagger was like the sting character or the austin butler and character which i believe been awesome. yeah it would have been that great been perfect his son was gonna be uh was paul? training to be paul yeah, yeah. So, his like, son was a good actor actually yeah so you know like I, anyway i'm sorry go ahead no recast so i did six characters okay paul tom holland you know what 
I think Tom Holland would be a great Paul. I mean, they, they were still, him and Shao Mayer are similar. Similar. I think I think Tom Holland's a little shorter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. I think Shao Mayer's like 5'10 or 11. I'm amazed at how tall Shao Mayer is. Yeah, I think he's like my height. Yeah. Because um, yeah. he and Austin Butler look like they're almost the same height. Yeah, I'm like. Which is weird because I thought Austin Butler was I huge. think he's like six foot. Yeah, yeah wow. and like, But Shao Mayer, I think he's like 5'11 or six wow. foot. He's close to it. That's why he looks so damn skinny. Tom Holland. But yeah, I went with Tom Holland. That is actually a really good I one. mean, they're the same age bracket, yeah. smaller guys, already action trained. Like, yeah. Tom Holland, that's not a role Tom Holland would need to be an incredible actor to pull off. No, and Tom Holland is more uh, muscular. Mm-hmm. So he, he might would... be a little more convincing. Looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you already know he can, you know, he can fuck around with the combat training. So. Yeah. Um, you're going to love this one. You're going to love this one. Duke Leto. Ben Affleck. You know what? That would be perfect. Thinking about Batman, bro. Yeah. You can play him, dude. And especially, believe it or not, the height difference between him and Tom Holland. It don't matter. No, no. It would be more convincing for the age Paul's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, that yeah. Because I'm like, fucking, I think Chow May is taller than Oscar Isaac. Yeah, he is. Yeah, so. Yeah. And, and I'm, t- bro. Ben Affleck's perfect now. He's got the grays coming in. Yeah. He's got that weathered look, but he don't look too old. He still no. looks like he could have a teenage son. And he can have that gravitas because he is a dramatic actor. He is. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. he, just like what he's done from his Batmans and Gone Girl and like stuff, even like The Last Duel. I'm like, Ben Affleck can fucking act. I don't he care can, what nobody yeah. says. Ben Affleck can act. Really, he He's come a long way since Fashionable Man. Hell, <laughs> Shannon from the Fashionable yeah. Yo, Shannon did all the picking up. Yeah. Right? He's already introduced me to his mother. <laughs> and this guy did all this in the span of a day. <laughs> he said, you fucking losers is going to come here to work or shop. You hang out all day. I don't have any time for anyone with no shopping agenda. <laughs> wow, you love Mallrats, don't bro, you? Bro, I grew up with Mallrats. Bro, you know I'm a Kevin Smith fan, Oh, I, bro. I know that, yeah. I'm like, dude, Mallrats and Clerks, I've seen both of them a million times each. I can still watch them anytime, bro. He said the guy looks like a date rapist. <laughs> <laughs> Funny as hell. But for Duncan, bro, the rock with the Scorpion King wig. <laughs> Yes, you know what? You're right. He's just who else is that size and like has that kind of gravitas to do it? Yeah, you know what? You're right. Jason Momoa is the rock with hair. What about like John Cena? John Cena could do. Oh yeah, I like him too. Because he's been doing and he was great in Argyle. Yeah, he was. And I feel like John Cena, especially after watching Fast X, I feel like John Cena really can hit the emotional beats that Duncan hit with um, Paul. Because they did have like that older brother, younger brother vibe, and I think John Cena can hit those beats well. Because he he is a pretty good actor. He, he's become like better. I think working with like James Gunn, and, hell yeah, and doing like comedies. Believe it or not, working with like Judd Apatow. Yes, and stuff. I think that's helped a lot too. Because to to do comedy, you have to have a certain uh, ability that not every not actor has. Yeah. yeah, not everybody can be funny. Yeah, you know, like but yeah, I, I like. So I had The Rock, but I do like John Cena for Duncan. Gurney, Chris Pratt. Gurney, Chris Pratt. He might be a little on the younger side for him. Well, he's, um, I mean, he he's in his mid-40s. Yeah, now. that's what I'm like. Just so that could work. a little bit. That could work, yeah. 
Give him like some now, gray. his star power might be a little too high for a role that small, but yeah, I think he would play that role well. Like two thousand, but but to 12, not but to not have to carry a film be nice might be for good him. for him. Yeah, yeah, he can yeah. Just sit back and like it actually might open him up a little more. Yeah, it's like I do think he came alive in Guardians Three though. Oh, he did. That was yeah. some of his best acting. Yeah, in Guardians Three, he he was funny. He had the dramatic chops. The action was great. Yeah, and it I think because. You know the emotional stakes were there. Yes, yes, yeah. he was. He brought it in Guardians Three, but yeah, I had Chris yeah. Pratt for Lady Jessica. I'm gonna let you take a guess at who I would pick. Okay, I would say Jessica Chastain. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding. Not very hard to guess no, who God no. would recast a slight redhead who's older in a film. Yeah, Jessica Chastain. Of course, that's who I would pick, and of course, she would kill it. Yeah, and you know what? I bet she would. She would have like her her. I'm I'm rubbing my face because I think her look yes. would actually be perfect for mm-hmm. that role because she's gorgeous and she but she has like a very strong jaw she has a very strong face yeah yeah where, like it's striking and like for that role you put her in the right gear she'll be pretty enough but not too distracting but you'd be convinced like okay Oscar Isaac's and this woman my and they always work yeah, together yeah yeah they're they always together married before. yeah they've been married yeah. like four times in movies so they're always together so they're obviously gonna have good chemistry yeah and i'm convinced that so, they might make a chalamet so if like let's say you keep oscar isaac as duke because he did a great job oh yeah so what about for like gurney you have like pedro pascal or something? oh my god i didn't even think of him that yeah. might even be better I yeah like that. i like that better because those guys oh, have chemistry yeah. anyway Dude, Pedro Chastain and Oscar O. Because Pedro Pascal, Oscar he's he was. They just announced he's going to be Mister Fantastic That's in the far. Fantastic Four movie. They, we might get it right this time. Yeah, Pedro Pascal, Vanessa Kirby. Oh, I love Vanessa Kirby. The kid who was uh, Eddie in the last season of Stranger Things is going to be the Human Torch. That's a big role for him. And I think the guy that played Microchip in uh, one of the Punisher movies is going to be. He's he's on uh, that show with your guy from The Iron Claw, Jeremy. Um, yeah, Alan, Alan White. White. Yeah, Eben Moss Baccarat or something. He's on the Bear. Yeah, he. I think he's on the Bear. Who does he play on the Bear? I don't know. Is he cousin? He might be. Hold up. But he's gonna be the thing. Yo, if cousins playing the thing, that'll be crazy. It's like Eben Moss. Yeah, Eben Moss, yeah. bro. It's cousin, bro. Yeah. He is so good in the bear. He's my favorite character in Wasn't the Wasn't he microchip in one of the Punisher oh, movies? Let me see. Let me see. Let me pull up his film. Oh, I mean, the, the Punisher TV show, not the yes, movie. Yes, the TV show. Yeah, he the was. TV yep, show. He yeah, was in the TV show. Because I knew he had something to do with the Punisher. Because I recognized his face. Dude, I love him, bro. He's so good. And the bear, man. And, the bear is my shit. And you know what? Speaking of the Punisher, wouldn't... Uh, the guy who played the Punisher on the TV show, wouldn't he make a great John Berthel? Yeah, wouldn't oh, he make incredible. a great like uh, Duncan? He would. Oh, he would be a great Duncan. Yeah, or Gurney. Yeah, of, yeah, either one, one or the of other. Them. Yeah, either one of them. Because if you have like Pedro Pascal, could be one or the yeah, other. Yeah, bro, and he could they be the would other be one. great, and they all kind of have that like like smoky kind of Spanish esque look to them. Yeah, they all yeah, kind of look like spanishy italiany they're all kind of tan you know yeah. oscar isaacs pedro pascal john berthel they're all like yeah. tan dark haired guys like and so it would make sense if these guys were all family and even with ben affleck though as as duke oh, like you said well. even with the other the other two guys tan. it would be incredible though yeah like oh, even yeah. With, with yeah john berthel and uh pedro pascal as the other guys 
Yeah, Tom Holland. I can't think of anyone else that would be. Tom Holland has to be. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's yeah. gotta be it, right? Like, that's who, pretty good. Who else is there? Like, even as like an up and coming actor, I can't think. Like, no, nobody. Yeah, Chalamet and Holland. If you need and, a '20s actor, they're the guy. Because honestly, Zac Efron's too old. He's too now. old and too too fucking beat up to slim down well shit. well is he still beefed up from the iron claw he's always in shape though he's, he's always like in a great year shape around, yeah. like kind of big guy oh yeah because he was in baywatch with yeah, the rock dude, and he was like always been, i'm like he's always he's he stays year round pretty jack yeah like obviously he ain't looking like all right no one's maintaining that for any extended yeah time, no no he he is too old he's that guy from yeah. like 37 maybe because he might like Ten years ago, he probably oh, would have been great. Yeah, ten years ago, Zac yeah. Efron for sure. Like around the time that he did, was that the Paperboy or something with uh, yeah, Nicole yeah, Kidman? Yeah, like that era, Zac Efron that would have been, been perfect. perfect. Yeah, yeah, like right after High School Musical. Mm-hmm. Like the kid, the kid from Baby Driver would be good too. Oh, I can picture him. Yeah, from, uh, the Fault in Our Stars. Um, he would have been good too. I like him a lot. Yeah, I can picture that kid. I got one more cast. Okay, I'm sorry, Shawnee. Oh yeah, Amanda Stenberg from The Hate You Give and Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Have you seen either of those? I. Well, I'll show you the shit. Oh, you know what? Who you know who would actually be a great Paul? Now that you said The Hate You Give. Oh, the the kid who plays yeah uh, Archie. Archie, yeah, yeah. KJ, Apa. he would be good. He would be great. I mean, he's he's like chiseled too, but he would be incredible. This is this is the chick. She would be great. She, yeah, dude, she's a good actress. And you know what? Speaking of KJ Apple, Cole Sprouse would be a good Cole one Sprouse, too. Hey, I like him because he has a good look. Um, he he does have the look. Yeah, he could even probably come through and play Austin Butler's part. He he could, I bet. After uh, after making Jughead a great character, you know, I think he can literally do anything. I mean, and he's done other things since then. Dude, he's good. Yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> I, there's no hate. <laughs> no hate. <laughs> but she's yeah, she's sort of blow up though. But she yeah. Uh, She's real good in bodies, bodies, bodies. But uh, you know who she is? She's Rue from Hunger Games way back when. Younger. Really? Yeah, younger. Oh, wow. Yeah, super young. Wow. That's crazy. But that's that's all I got, man. So Wow. No, that's those are great. So we got to. Wow. Because I didn't even think, because it's so new. I'm like, who? You're like, how do I think of this now? And yeah. You're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Actually, I'm like, actually, good. I was, yeah. I hadn't thought about it because I was like. That's why there's like, some guys. Sometimes it seems obvious that I don't really prepare these questions anymore because I realize when you say something, it'll trigger something yes. in my mind. You're essentially acting. Yeah. You're reacting for me. Yes, yeah. yeah. Because I realize you you think about these in a way that I don't. And then it helps me think about think it about them, yeah. And then yeah. like you came up with some, I didn't even like Pedro. I'm like, yeah, how did I not think of Pedro? Yeah, because he's great in everything. Everything. He does. I'm like, and I'm just just watched the Kingsman too, and how did I not think about him? And he probably would have been, he'd be great as Gurney because of that role of his of helping out the helping younger character. Yeah, I'm thinking about yeah. um Joel from Last of Us. Yeah, yeah. or the Mandalorian. And oh, yeah, I can bring you in warm. I can bring you in cold. Oh, my I, dude. I have to watch it. I need you to watch it, Obi Wan. He's mad cold. I need to watch there. the Mando. I need Mando to watch. season one and two are fire, bro. The way, yeah, the way season two ends alone is just worth watching all this for. But anyway, so let's grade yeah, this bitch. Yeah, sorry, believe it or not, I'd give it a solid A. 
But only because it's part one. Part one. Because, as it stands right now, because it's a part one, they're giving it an A minus, ah. but it has the potential to grow or fall. Yeah, yeah, because once you see part two and put it all together, it's it's gonna it'll it'll change it's it gonna change the other. game so that's yeah that's my grade so guys so we got doing what what is it february 28th or 20 uh, it comes out march 1st march 1st okay yeah, march, march 1st. 1st that's fucking two, two weeks, weeks from now man weeks, we're right man. around the corner so yeah, yeah guys um I hope you have watched Dune before you listen to this because obviously we gave everything away yeah uh, but spoiler alert there's gonna be a part two there's gonna be a part two and we will be covering that We'll cover that right after it drops. We'll we'll make sure we go see it. Yeah. So um, that's, that's an IMAX. Box. That's an IMAX boy. Yeah. Anything you want to add? Uh, honestly, uh, we we know this, but uh, do nineteen eighty four would get an F. Minus. We're getting F minus. Yes. Yes. Maybe a G. An E. Well, you know? well, G is for general audience. Yeah, you're right. So we'll give it an E. Yeah. That's for everyone though. So no. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll, an we'll, F for F, F this. For F for F this. <laughs> F for fuck off. So um, next up, we'll... What are you thinking next? Honestly, uh, I know you had wanted to do Killers of the Flower we Moon. We can do Killers. Yeah, if you want to do Killers, we can we do, do Killers. It. We can definitely do Killers. Yeah, because that's... Because Oscars co- are coming up. Yep, and then we're going to watch Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, and then we can do Oppenheimer. Dude, but poor things coming out digitally, I kind of need, I kind of uh, want to put you through yeah, that. Yeah, because I'll be able to see it once it's yeah, actually Yeah, I kind of want to put you through it. Because we don't really live in an area where indie films are Yeah, popular. we got to go to Philly, which is, you know, can yeah. be a good drive from us. So. Philly or probably Baltimore. Baltimore. Or, yeah. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, because of work. I mean, our theater everything. does get some damn shit. It's just they, do. they get the obscure ass times, like eleven forty. Who yeah. can go see a movie then? You yeah, know? So, or it's during the day when we're working. When you're working, exactly. yeah. It's like, so it's, it's some weird ass time. So. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I am Dom. I am Jamie, and this is the cutting room floor. <laughs>